What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8bit.net news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we are bringing you our takes on all the news you need to know about. No subject is off limits and no take is too hot. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, the host of Putting In Work, the yin to my yang, it's John O'Peck. Welcome to Geelong, Jack. It's good to have you here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for welcoming me into your beautiful city. And joining Jono and I, a special guest, host of Gosha. Is it Gosha or Gosha? Gosha. Yeah, Gosha yeah. and DJ for breakfast. <laughs> 96.3, DJ Payne. Hello, sir. Welcome. I'm welcome to Geelong. Welcome to the studio that we usually do the breakfast show in. Yes. And uh, as as John has already said, welcome to Geelong. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I must mention, make mention that we are recording this live. Well, it's, it's not live for you, but it's live for us, obviously. <laughs> we are in the 96.3 FM studio, Studio A. Uh, so if we accidentally cut into the live broadcast for uh, the radio station, all, the, all you Geelong people listening out there, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Um, but no, thank you for having us. Thank you for having me here. Uh, First three-way episode, Jack. Absolutely. First three-way episode. Bit for of an experiment. A, a benage a toise would be. Of, uh, <laughs> I, I feel honoured. I think. Uh, I think I feel honoured. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you both here. Um, yeah, it's good. It's, 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 uh, the show is, is evolving week to week, so it's, um, it's exciting to have a new voice. Now, what number episode is this? This is number five. So we are just over a month in. Uh, hopefully we can keep this a bit more uh, upbeat than last week. We had to, unfortunately, our last episode, yeah. we had to um, spend quite a bit of time on the uh, the Florida shooting, which was which was obviously not the greatest sort of thing to have to talk about. But yeah. I have made mention that, um, you know, while we want to keep this show informative and upbeat and that, and that kind of thing every now and then, we will have to talk about, mm. you know, shitty things that happen. Mm. So, uh, and we did last week, but this week... Not not so bad. I mean, there's, there's always issues to talk about, but I yeah. think this is going to be a good show. And I and I've been assured. Jono told me that the uh, the takes so far have not been as hot as he would have liked <laughs> yeah. for the first four episodes of It Is What It Is. Yeah, and I can say that as someone that was on the first episode and friends with everyone else that's been on. Yeah. But that's why I, I had coffee with DJ a few weeks ago and I said, you have to get this guy on your show because he's hitting me with some hot takes. Is, am I like the, in, in case of hot takes, yeah, need yeah, to yeah, break yeah. the glass. Yeah, yeah, DJ of, comes out, yeah, okay. Get, get DJ in. It's also just like, Jack Cruz is a pretty cool name, but DJ Payne is like, oh, I don't I know. Think it, I think it's, 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 it's an action hero movie. Yeah, just yeah. To, mate. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool <laughs> name. Now, I, I was relying on NATO to bring the heat for episode two. And uh, like we discussed, lukewarm, I think he was. But uh, uh, we've, got, we've got some cracking things to talk about this week. So without further ado, on with the show. Barnaby, 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 look what you've gone and done. If you haven't been paying attention, our very own short, short wearing, wide brim toting Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce has been embroiled in a sex saga. It has been revealed that in 2017, Barnaby had an affair with a former staffer, 33 year old Vicky Campion. They are now living together and expecting a baby. This, of course, has thrown Canberra into turmoil. The political jousting and grandstanding has turned Parliament into a sideshow. Well, more so than usual. Many are calling for Barnaby's head over the matter, but big old B. Joy is standing firm. The PM has criticised Joyce and taken the measure of banning sex in Canberra. He also announced <laughs> that Joyce will not be acting PM while he is out of the country. Barndog fired back and called the PM's comments inept. 
As pressure mounts on Barnaby Joyce to step down, the question rages, should a personal situation like this be a public issue? Is it anyone else's business what Barnaby Joyce does in the privacy of his own home? Or the home of his mistress? Or are we, as a tax-paying public, entitled to more from our politicians? What say you lovely Christian boys? <laughs> you go first, DJ. We're, we're, getting, we're already tarred and feathered with the Christian boys <laughs> we, tag here. B- before we do jump in, though, we should make mention we are recording this on the 17th of February. So as it stands at the moment, Barnaby Joyce is still Deputy Prime Minister. Yes. By the time this airs, that very well may have changed. Mm. Uh, developments as late as this afternoon, Barnaby Joyce and... Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull did meet to smooth over any issues. So who knows where where this situation is going to take us over the next week and a bit until this episode airs. But uh, we're going to focus more on, I guess, that... that, the, I guess the the issue of you know whether or not we should even be talking about this as an yeah. issue or mm. or um, whether it should be sort of you know oh, it's it's definitely an issue to talk about uh, in 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 life in Australian politics and in life for uh, you know for in Australia for people who follow uh, what's been going on as far as the marriage debates mm. you know equality all these type of different things because Barnaby has been a a loud voice for traditional values. Mm. Um, he's a he's a uh, he's not a real he's not a, uh, an outwardly religious person per se. He's not someone who's going around toting around, uh, you know, his religion or anything. Mm. He is a Roman Catholic. Yep. Uh, so he would confess, uh, you know, Christianity to be his yeah. uh, religion, his uh, you know traditional values type mm. of thing. He's not uh, on like the Tony Abbott level of, of no, he, that he, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not like out. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not like out of the closet or anything like that. But he is. Uh, <laughs> he's he stands for traditional values and. Uh, you know, and a, a lot of the loud, uh, you know, dis, you know, uh, Barnaby Joyce uh, distractors at the moment have have you know gone hard on him because he was so loud about that. Mm. And I have to agree. I, I have to agree that because he's made that his position, mm. you, you know, the, the the chickens have come home to roost, as yep. it were. Yep. Uh, so. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to scream as loud as the mob and say hypocrite. Mm. You know, off with his head, mm. because we're all hypocrites. You know, type of thing, and we're okay. all. You know, we're yep. all guilty of. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, of uh, you know whatever we're charging people with. But uh, listen, it's hard for me because I've always appreciated Barnaby Joyce. Yeah, his life in politics. He's not a popular po- po- uh, politician. No, for a lot of younger people, mm. but he's very for- old school. He's that guy from the bush. He's yes. the, I think famously when he first uh, met his, you know, I guess now his former ex-wife. The words that he used were, "She'll do." Yeah, she'll do. <laughs> um, when he first met her, and or, then, or you'll do. Which yeah, is you'll, even, you'll even more do. insulting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's, so, a, he's uh, a romantic at heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and and you know that the, look, the whole family life of what's happened with his wife Natalie and his and his four girls is is absolutely tragic. Mm. You know, uh, divorce, separation, marriage breakup affairs usually is. Mm. You know, so that's of no, course. no, no, no. You know, whether or not it's in the public eye or not. Uh, but I think the interesting thing when it comes to public discussion about it is how it reflects on his legacy and what is the future shaping of our political landscape because of this situation. Mm. And I think it's going to have a ramification uh, going forward of how the division between the left and the right and the middle in Australia is going to take place. Yeah. And I think we'll be able to pinpoint to this date, 
you know, in future years as one of the things that divided, that will eventually divide the National Party and the Liberal Party apart from each other. Mm. You know, I think there's, I personally think there's, think there's going to be a larger swing to the right uh, and a swing to the left in in Australian politics, and this is me just talking out of my butt. Yeah. You know, I know I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> That's what it shows about. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm no political, uh, you know, super sleuth or anything like that. But you can see with the rise of, uh, you know, Pauline Hanson's One Nation Party. Mm. You can see Corey Bernardi's, uh, you know, traditional Australian Conservative Party, and a lot of the independents that are coming in who are much more on the more traditional conservative side of politics. Mm. National Party is is strange, is becoming more and more of a strange bedfellow with the Liberal Party, mm. and as as weird as it is for this sex scandal, I think this might be the thing that will drive, you know, the the, the coalition apart. Yep. and we might see a new type of coalition with the National Party with all these other independents, and you know we might see the fracturing of Labor continue. So there'll be more on the left. You know, we might be more familiar with the Greens and stuff like that. The mm. left might swing out there. And my weirdest thing that I think might happen in the future, not because of this, but, you know, sort of just thinking out loud, is the Liberal Party and the Labor Party, the centre of both of them, they're indistinguishable at the moment as far as their policies. And, that, and that's the thing that's always, you know, I've never been a, uh, you know, I'm a Labor or I'm Liberal. It's more just sort of, Who's running at the time? What's the vibe of what they're saying? What's yeah. the message that they're delivering? My dad was a Democrat for you know for as long as he was always you know the keep the bastards on us and all of that. So mm. I've never swung either way. I consider myself left leaning, but I'm definitely more in the center on on a lot of issues, and I can see always both sides of you know any argument. Um, I think the issue that we have in politics these days is that no side wants to see any other side's argument, yeah. and and they're so blinded by their I guess that the whole, you know, it's politics and, and you know, th- that whole thing that they, they they are so... The Labor Party and the Liberal Party are so indistinguishable. Mm. Labor Party just spend money worse than the Liberals. Like, mm. That, mm. As yeah. far as I can tell these days, that is the that is the only um, distinguishable sort of fact. You know, we had the, the Kevin Rudd, um, Julia Gillard, you know, saga. And then the... Uh, the Liberals did the exact same thing mm. to, to Tony Abbott. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they hung the Liberals hung their hat on that for however many years about, oh, you snaked each other, you knifed each other and all that. So I agree 100% with you saying is that Labor and Liberal are, other than the logos and, you know, and the figureheads at the top, they are pretty much indistinguishable as far mm. as I'm concerned. So maybe in the future we could end up... I, look, it's a long shot, I know, but for me, I'm looking at it going, what could be the future of it? It might be that we end up with some of the dis- disenfranchised Labor Party, like like the union, you know, the unions and stuff mm. like that. I mm. think they're going to, the trade unions and stuff are going to be the ones who lose out the most in the future. Yeah. Uh, but the Greens are going, you know, they're just drifting further and further, you know, to the crazy, to what I consider the crazy left. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think they've got some, They, they you know, I do, I, I do love them for standing up for their principles and what they believe yeah. in. Too bad that a lot of it I don't believe in myself, but they, they're going further out that way. I could see some of Labor heading that way as well. But I, I see just the big lump in the middle of Liberal and Labor Party being so alike that they, mm. I think that could even be a new coalition in the future. Yeah. So yes, anyway, I, I think we've that's, drifted that's from a hot take. <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> so back to Barnaby Joyce. <laughs> um, I mean, what, I guess yeah. I guess that's the crux of the issue, Johnny. What do you think? Do you think this is something that we should even like? Is this any of our business? Do we? Does yeah. it affect us really? What Barnaby Joyce is doing in his personal life with his partner or mistress and wife and that kind of thing, and is his job just to 
govern and to put policy in place and that kind of thing? Or is it to be an upstanding citizen? Like, is that the responsibility of a politician? Because I can name a million politicians that aren't that. Yeah. I mean, to answer the question, it it doesn't affect us, but that doesn't mean that it's not our business to me because the nationals are, out of the major parties, the most conservative ones mm. out there. You know, they're the, the farmers and the, the more rural residents of Australia, yeah. which makes up a large amount of people that are often forgotten when it comes to funding and, yeah. you know, policies. But to, to be coming from that area and be the leader of that party, you have to set an example and mm. you need to be held accountable for your actions, whether it's personal or public. I don't know if that matters because if you if you imagine that at the moment that it was election time and it almost is, I guess. But. Well, this came, this came, uh, this story almost came out last year around um, when mm. Barnaby Joyce was, mm. you know, fighting for his seat. Um, yeah. And there was, I don't, I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, all the facts were out there, the rumors were out there. The, there was innuendo out the wazoo mm. uh, all around the time that he was sort of fighting back for his seat. And uh, this didn't come out, so I'm not really sure exactly how or why it's come out now. But um, I think, yeah, sorry, be, I think because there's a baby going. Yeah, you can't hide. Very hard to hide he's, that yeah, pregnant yeah, yeah. belly. Yeah, he's yeah. now. Yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, like you, if if, if there if there was a federal election now, this would definitely play a part in swinging it. I think it's yeah. like it's a it would be a huge scandal, and and if the perception of the leader changes, that's that matters, and th- that matters to the people that are standing next to him trying to win. Mm. It matters to the people who are voting. So mm. I think from that perspective. People have been axed for let, doing less than this. Oh yeah, for sure. Like just for like losing the, you know, the confidence of their party room, just yep. for losing their colleagues' um, favor in terms of we don't think this person's the one to lead us to victory. So I think from that perspective, yes, it, it does matter and it, it should be publicized because, as DJ said, it's proven him to be unethical, hypocrite, uh, hypocritic. Hypocritical. I was thinking like Hippocratic Oath. Um, (laughs) Not quite. quite. But, and as DJ said, you know, none of us are perfect. There's certainly that. But these people are held to a higher standard because they are Mm. elected officials. Mm. And if you can't trust them in, in that area, it just points to other. You know, we don't need any reasons not, we don't need any more reasons not to trust politicians. But here we have a giant one. Yep. In that he's done something like this and not only hurt his family and his wife and I guess his partner his new partner in some ways by bringing her into this but mm. the people that he's that have to back that people that have no choice but to support him because they're wrapped up in this his mm. uh, people that work under him people that work next to him and look at the position that he's put Malcolm Turnbull in Malcolm yeah. Turnbull can't turn around and say you know I support this because then he's tied with the same brush he has mm. to speak down to it and then it's created this whole conflict that we have now yeah, mm. yeah. Very, very complicated and I feel sort of sad because Barnaby's always had his his reputation ever since he started in politics has been um, you know whether he was in the Senate or whatever whatever you know because he, he's one of these few people in Australian politics where he's actually run in two different states mm. uh, in Queensland and New South Wales he has always represented the rural uh, you know uh, you know sort of side of things but he's also been a maverick he's also been one of those person he's, he's one of the few politicians who's crossed the floor more times than any other politicians, i.e. Yeah. his party has said, we're voting like this. And he said, look, mm. I can't. I'm going to side with Labor yeah. or side with another person on this. Mm. And he's never been, he's he's always been so open about standing up for the little guy. He's always, uh, he's against big government. He doesn't like uh, the government selling off 
assets. He's st- he, you know, he was against Telstra being sold off. Yep. He's done all these things, which I've considered to be sort of holding, you know, the like, as they used to, yeah. Well, the, the yeah, classic yeah. line in Australian politics: keeping the bastards honest. Yeah. He's always been that voice of that. He's been a bit of a maverick. And I and I'm sort of I sort of feel sad for him because I I mean if I was advising him I'd say dude bow out gracefully yeah, mm. me too <laughs> and and see you la- see you later you know just right off into the sunset mm. and he you can see that he's now fighting and this is the sad thing about politics when it comes down to it it's all about power and ego yeah and he's fighting for his legacy yep. he's fighting for his spot at the table he's fighting for his position mm. and it's sort of sad to see yeah. I think personally yeah no I, I agree with that um, I, I'm i sort of of the opinion that I like this as far as I'm concerned doesn't doesn't bother me to put it mm. to put it plainly yeah. as far as what this guy does in his personal life mm. it, like Jono said off the top it doesn't affect me and for what these guys are like their job isn't to be married to their job to the Australian people isn't to be married to their partners and be faithful to their partners that's not what their job that's not what they're getting paid for they're getting paid to legislate to put things in place to help our country be better Mm. I don't look to politicians for like a moral compass I don't look to politicians for um, to be role models or anything like that Mm. because Frankly, none of them really are good role models. Like, yeah. there's never. I don't think yeah. I can think of a politician that I've gone. Geez, he seems like a really good bloke. I'd like to have a beer with him. Yeah. Like, there's just they just don't exist as far as I'm concerned. Not in Australia. And so, what I want is for as long as they're not breaking the law. And to be clear, he hasn't broken any laws. No. Like, it's not illegal to be unfaithful to your yeah. to your partner. It's it's disgusting and it's immoral. And mm. as far as as a person, it's crap. Yeah. Like what he's done, obviously, what he's done to his daughters and his wife is un- unforgivable. But as far as I'm concerned, as a politician, I don't care. Govern, make the country work, fix the problems that we have. And they've spent the last two weeks with this issue. Nothing's got nothing. Not that anything gets done anyway. Yeah. But all the focus is on this and what's going on. And should they sack him? And it's this, this and yeah. the opportunistic people who probably don't give a stuff what he's done or who he's done it to. Yeah. They just want his position. Mm. It's like, oh, beautiful. Here's a chance to knife him. I'm going to get there. So I, I, I don't care what he does in his personal life and that goes for any politician that's not their job as far as I'm concerned that's not where I vote for a politician I vote because of their policies because of what they're going to get done what they do in their personal life personally doesn't affect me at all and I I think it's a waste of energy for I mean of course people are going to talk about it right because like what what else is the media we're going to talk about obviously the media and their sort of um, the way they deal with politics and things a little bit later in the show but this kind of thing to me is uh, is a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. It doesn't affect the every man. And I don't, like I said, I don't look to politicians to be that role model, moral compass. So yeah. what they do, as long as they're not breaking the law and stealing, stealing or stealing taxpayer money yeah, yeah. or anything like that, then it doesn't bother me. And, so, the, and yeah. that's probably the problem, Johnny. You might be saying the same thing. There, there, there is an issue, uh, ongoing issue, with his uh, new partner and her role in the government and what she was doing in employment-wise, how she was being funded, mm. where they were. So there's, there is that problem of taxpayers' money. Oh yeah, yep. that, that that'll be sorted out yeah. uh, eventually and I don't think you know I don't think he's done anything brand new I think this type of thing is done every every other day in Canberra he's just been found out for yeah. it yeah but I just I see it sad because over the last six months ever since the um, you know there was a lot of rumors about his marriage you know breaking up yeah. uh, since last year uh, then he had to go through the whole uh, citizenship issue yeah. because yeah. he was a joint citizenship and that was not just him but a lot of other politicians yeah, he copped it the worst yeah. uh, he had to do the by-election he got through that he is very popular where he's from he, yeah. is, he represents his uh, 
contingency very well. Yeah. And he's done um, a lot of great things. Like he's, he's took on Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, and, he, and he, I guess he won. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I, I found out. I found out uh, when that happened uh, a while after that. There is actually a group in Australia that hands out awards for. Uh, people in Australia that do above and beyond in protecting Australia from disease and foreign agencies and all that type of thing. <laughs> Barnaby Joyce won an award. Yeah. He got he got like the the person of the year yeah, no. for what he did for with the Johnny Depp thing with the Johnny Depp dogs because he was great. the only one who called him out. That's awesome. That was pretty funny. Um, and I, I, like I'm not I'm not a big Barnaby Joyce fan. Like I've never been a fan of Barnaby. I'm a fan of what he's been able to do because he's yeah. actually one politician that you can say has actually got shit done. Yeah. Like he's done a lot, especially for rural Australia. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's been a big obviously advocate there and he's got a lot of stuff done. So as far as I'm concerned box tick for me yeah, yeah. like but and and what he does in his personal life like i said that's that's what he does yeah. but, but um it's unfortunate that this kind of thing i mean it's hard enough for them to get stuff done in canberra as it is and this is just another excuse for them to for things to drag out for things mm. to not get done um it's just i mean it's just a bit of same old same old isn't it yeah. Yeah, the sooner, the sooner we get past it, the sooner something's decided, mm. we'll move on. He, by the sound of it, he's not going anywhere. Uh, and I, you know what I like? I like that he's just like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. He's standing, <laughs> he's standing his ground. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's, he's not letting anyone throw me out. So you look, he's not. I don't think it'll work out very well. No, <laughs> I got a bad, I got a bad feeling. Yeah, 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 it's definitely got uh, it's definitely got disaster written all yeah. over it. But I like that, and that's another, that's one thing I can say. I like that he's standing his ground because mm. any other politician w- would have walked out two weeks ago when yeah. this yeah he would have resigned. It would have been over. He would have walked away with his tail between his legs, and that would have been the end of it. And he's like paycheck for the rest of his life. Yeah, well. yeah, but he's standing his ground. He's like, no, I've still got stuff yeah. I need to get done. I'm not just walking away. He's exactly showing a bit of moxie, mm. a bit of bit of. You know, yeah, yeah, bit of balls, well, uh, bit of agates, bigger agates. The, the yeah, but the problem. I mean, again, the problem is the word. The word in Canberra for for a good six months is that he, and you can see it in his public, like even in his public mm. life and his speeches and stuff like that. He hasn't been the same old Barnaby Joyce for six months. Yeah, and the, yeah, it's understandable. You know, and, and obviously, yeah. we know now why. You yeah. know, he knows. He, well, you know, I don't know how far along his his new April, uh, girlfriend. April, they they're uh, okay. So yeah. it, well, that explains it. If it's yeah. that if it's that soon, he he's known that she's yeah. been pregnant. Oh, it's been for going for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he knows this has been coming. So it's obviously you know there's a lot of story about his assistant saying that he is just paranoid all the time. He's mm. not doing the work that he was doing. So I look maybe the best thing that happens if he is going to stick around that it's all out he settles down with this new family he makes amends with the with the old and he gets back to doing what he's doing and being a yep. good politician yep. doing the right thing for the people mm. that's probably the best case scenario yep. and uh but i just feel it's always going to be a great big handle sticking out of him yeah, for someone of to grab and go what about this yeah. i don't think it's going to it's going to let him down no i don't think so Jack, either you, you probably want to move on soon but i just want to ask or draw the comparison quickly to like athletes and like celebrities mm. It doesn't affect us what their personal lives are, but it doesn't stop people from being obsessed with them and mm. like scrutinizing them and breaking yep. them down and saying yep. like, you know, I guess the Wayne Carey and Glenn, uh, Glenn Archer, no, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Anthony uh, Stevens, yeah, Stevens, yep. like that affair. It, I guess it affected the club because they were, yep. of the people involved in it, both being there. But like that is a huge example of people jumping on it and breaking it down to its core. But um, do you think that that's uh, different? from the way we look at our politicians? Well, I mean, in purely from the point that you made about it affected that 
club as a team. Yeah. Like if, for instance, oh, you know, my football team, the Bulldogs, and I'm not going to go on and on, but obviously the Jake Stringer situation that's proliferated all through last year, you know, he had issues with his partner. That, all of that affected the team, right? So that yeah. that actually had an effect on, on the team. And is that purely because it affected that person? Yeah, but yeah, it was a, yeah. Well, yeah, that person. So their yeah. performance suffered. There was a flow-on effect for that. Other, yeah. There was a fracture in the club. So and do you that not see that that could be applied to politics as well? Because of you know a person needing to have the respect of the people that they work alongside, as well as the people that vote for them. Hmm. Potentially, yeah. But I mean, I guess if the Jake Stringer thing had stayed in Jake Stringer house mm. and not been flowed onto the to the club, then sure. then I, then I, no, I don't care. Like he can do what he wants. You know what I mean? If it then affects things, I and mean, obviously I sound a little bit hypocritical as well because obviously this Barnaby Joyce thing has affected Canberra so much and what's going on there. So well, there he, is, he got his girlfriend pregnant as well. So yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's going to come out. It's, so, it wasn't going to stay. No, of course. Up, so, so I guess there is an element of that. <laughs> yes, but um, no, I, I I feel the same way about that. I mean, mm. if what. Brad Pitt does in his personal life is Brad Pitt's business. If he makes a nice movie that I... Unless he's doing something horrendous. <laughs> yeah. You know, if he, unless he's in like the Me Too thing, then of course, then yeah, okay, maybe we should chastise him. But if he has an affair or something or whatever, does some coke, I don't care. Just make good movies. Like that's what you're there. That's that's your job, right? Just make good Brad movies. Pitt. Entertain me. Yeah, be Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, and Barnaby Joyce. Be Barnaby Joyce. Jake Stringer. Be Jake Stringer. Yeah. Play good footy. Be a good pol- politician. Make good movies. Good take. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving right along. What in 2018 would you consider the biggest threat to the existence of mankind? A massive asteroid wiping us out? A new strain of a mega flu? A trigger-happy orange president pressing the nuclear button? Or perhaps it's the robots finally taking over? Of all of these things, the latter might actually be in our future, according to some. This week, robotics company Boston Dynamics released footage of one of its robots, the four-legged Spot Mini, opening a door and letting another of its robot companions through said door. Seems harmless enough, yes? Some are saying it's a great step in technological advancements. Others, though, think it's absolutely terrifying. Make up your own mind. Pause this podcast, go watch the video and decide for yourself. Go ahead, we'll wait. You watched it? We're not going to wait, are we? What are we watching? Well, we're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> Back in July 2017, an experiment conducted by Facebook where they asked two AIs to converse with each other was subsequently shut down after the two artificial intelligences started communicating with each other in their own creepy language. So what say you two? Are we creeping dangerously close to tempting fate with robots and AIs that one day might decide they don't want us around anymore? Or are we letting the inner nerd and our imaginations run away with themselves? I think it's a bit of column A and a bit of column B. Hmm. Uh, it's it, it's something that could happen, but I think we're all, uh, we're a fair way away from it. We just need to hope that the people that have the ability to, you know, develop this technology actually are worried about it too. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't get too wrapped up in what yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. old Jurassic Park. If you didn't stop to ask, you know, if you should do this thing just because you yeah. can. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I and like the the thing with Boston Dynamics is they're actually working they're developing this technology for DARPA yeah as in like the DARPA chief yeah yeah you know? they're, they're making this stuff for war like yeah. they're, they're not this isn't yeah. for you know spot mini to help you with you know your coffee and your yeah. washing at home you'd, you'd is, be led yeah. to believe that it's for uh, for the hits on YouTube the way that it's kind of been like marketed as <laughs> yeah. like check this cool video of a guy pushing over a robot yeah. and now it's the robot opening a door and I, it's like I, I think wow I think that's one of the main reasons that Google bought them because it was mm. trending so well on YouTube. Yeah, Google's yeah, yeah. like, hey, we'll buy that because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's going really good. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you've got Google 
Boston Dynamics and yeah. DARPA all yeah. working together. It's well, kind of terrifying. That in itself is kind well, of terrifying. Well, last year, Google, actually a couple of years ago, uh, Google realized that it was there was no money in it and was mm. actually losing the money. So they yep. sold, uh, they, they put it on the market. They yep. tried to find a seller for a long time. Yep. And finally, a Japanese group, a uh, uh, yep. very high polluting Japanese group has bought the entire Boston you know, Dynamics okay. there. And it's now owned by the Japanese. So, you know. I don't know what the take. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a that's, that, that's not a take. That's just yeah. a fact. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jap- we know the Japanese love their robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love anime. They yeah. love the whole mecha suits and stuff like yeah. that. So there could be something coming yeah. together there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm the same, John. I'm a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think when people, when you know, when the the robot dog. Um, you know, he's opening the door on that, and people are making the comments that it's terrifying, and oh my god, it's so scary. And that was one of the, that was one of the other reasons that Google got out because they were worried about the optics of it because people were saying how scary it was that yeah. you know, oh look at this robot, look how lifelike it is, look at it's working out a door, and what's it gonna? It's, it's opening a fucking door. Like it's yeah. it's not you know, <laughs> it's not picking up an AK and going for a run. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so I think there's a little bit of uh, hyperbole in yes. this whole in this whole discussion about these robots sort of taking over. To me, it's not. Like if the, the these are some of the brightest minds on the planet working yep. on these things, and if people don't think that there's some kind of off switch that can override these things, then you know, yeah, they're, they're, I have no doubt there probably would be. Oh, there's going to be some fail safe. There's going to be a you know a, if if it ever like they're just not going to let this kind of thing happen. Yeah, especially um, and specifically with the um, Boston Dynamics thing, the the stuff that sometimes gets me a little bit. Uh, you, hair stand up on the back of their neck is the AI stuff and when they talk about these AIs talking to each other and all of a sudden it's creating you know a language its own language and they're conversing with each other and all of a sudden they start talking and communicating at a pace that human you know minds can't even comprehend yeah Yeah. and then they have to like shut that stuff that's the stuff that kind of uh, makes me a little bit uh, iffy. Yeah. But even if you take it back a step from the robots becoming, you know, sentient and destroying mankind, the ability for a human to control that potentially super dangerous robot is also kind of yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Like if you look at this dog that can open a door, maybe you attach, you know, a laser beam to its head and suddenly it's a weapon that <laughs> can't be stopped. Laser beam. Yeah. <laughs> we got sharks with yeah. laser beams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and... Boston Dynamics has been working on uh, different... Like, if you look up their Wikipedia page, it has all the different, like, models they've done. And, yeah. w- and one of them was a basically, like, a pack mule to carry weapons yeah. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in war. Yeah, yeah the big, big dog. dog. Yeah. yeah, And it was too loud or something. Yeah, so, that, like, you know... Yeah, I the guess, Marines couldn't use it because it was too loud. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, I think gunfire is generally pretty loud in yeah. itself, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sure they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. My, my point is, like, it's being created with that in mind. It wouldn't be hard to attach guns and then see someone you know, remote control these huge weapons and then these weapons are fighting the, the wars for us. But yeah. if that gets into the wrong hands or a hacker comes along because it's probably, you know, I'm sure that they would have great security behind it, but, you know, hackers do things and they have ways to work around these. If It's like the watchdogs, like, mm. reality that we're, we're kind of... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting and exciting, but it's also, like, could someone take over one of these things and use it for terrorism or whatever purpose they see fit. Mm. You know, it's kind of something that has to be considered too, I think. Yeah. I, again, I would hope not. I would hope that, that these guys would put things in fail safes in place so that if there was a, a breach and someone steals one of these robots that, you know, you need the, 
you know, 160 key password and the, the the actual key card and then the thumbprint and it needs to be like you need to breathe uh, breathe on the, the thing and the scan the eye for it to be actually able to be used. Like I would hope, I would hope that these mind, these bright minds, are putting things in yeah. place to make sure that, like like I've no like there's probably a good chunk of these scientists working on these things that are nerds yeah. like 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 us and they've watched terminator and they know that this this is something that people are worried skynet, about skynet is about to about, about to appear yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and then uh, they're, they're gonna circumvent that and they go, oh, let's put something in place so that doesn't happen for, for any of us who are fans of black mirror the television show mm. black mirror especially the, the the latest season and depending who you talk to it's either the best season or the worst season yeah. that's, that they've done uh but one of the last episodes of of this latest season of black mirror is uh an episode called metalhead which is uh which jack ba- hasn't seen yet Oh, yeah, okay. No, I meant to watch no it. Spoil- to watch no spoilers. It. Yeah. But basically, it's from people who've been watching Boston Dynamics, yeah, Big absolutely. Dogs, yeah, just yeah. going, this is the most terrifying thing in the world. What could it end up being? Yeah. It's exactly that. It's yeah, exactly yeah. that. And uh, they've done an amazing job, job of making these things look like the most terrifying things in the world across between Terminator and Boston Dynamics, Big absolutely. Dog. Mm. Look, so uh, look, that, that's a lot of fun and it plays into our fantasies of it there. But I think reality, when it comes down to AI, AI and this might be, I think this is both, with a um, scientific type of worldview for me, but also I think it's a, a theological or Christian worldview for me, uh, way of thinking. Hmm. I think consciousness is far beyond. I think we, I know you read every every 10 years, hmm. a scientist pops up and says, well, you know, we're 10 years away from, you know, the machines taking over or consciousness yeah, 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 being yeah, in yeah. a machine. And I think we are thousands of years away i think i think the brain and consciousness is far beyond mm, what yeah. we'll be able to do with uh, machines robots computers and stuff like that ai is talking to each other creating different languages even you know replicating themselves is all stuff that's been pro- they've been programmed to do by men yeah you know type of thing and women sorry by mankind <laughs> I, mean, I didn't mean that to sound sexist by man you know mankind has been creating it to do that it's not that it has created itself mm. or evolved itself or things like that. Mm. I, I'm, I particularly don't find a fear around AI. I think right now for us today, it's very annoying yeah. uh, when it comes to social media and, and things yeah. like that. I'm <laughs> sick of it with, with those things. But uh, I, I don't live in fear of it or anything like yeah. that. That's my personal view. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm similar to that. Like I, it's, like I said at the start, mm. it's certainly not pending. The, yeah, the, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not waking up in the morning in a cold sweat because I'm worried about uh, yeah, Siri the taking, taking over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned I turned Siri off actually. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. no. Um, yeah, but just, actually, I, I wanted to touch on that for a second. You, you just on that because you're both obviously very religious people. Um, uh, uh, John O. Is, we, we don't like. Uh, <laughs> I think DJ's uh, objecting to the word religious. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, sorry, fu- okay. it's funny. It's one of those. It's one of those words where you use it. You use you use the word uh, for anybody outside of the Christian faith. Yeah, they just say, "I don't know." You don't mean anything yeah, yeah, bad yeah. by it. Uh, educate uh, me, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I don't want to. I'll give you a bit of the inside. I'm, I'm disappointed. He's never done it. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll answer to anything. He'll accept anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it, Actually, really, I called him. Catholic once he wasn't a fan. Well, yeah. that, that's that, well that, on the same on the same sort of on yeah. the same sort of lines because the word religion has a lot of negative connotations yeah. to everybody's minds, no matter if you're a religious person or not. Mm. Uh, the word religion sort of drums up you know pictures of bells and whistles and 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 priests and yeah. smoke and mirrors and and uh, you know dark churches and type of thing. Mm. The, the idea for us who are Christians who don't particularly go to a religious type of church uh, and we like to think that we are part of we are part of contemporary culture and, and, and everything like that we sort of the, the word religious sort of bristles against us because we'd rather be known as people who are you know 
who are fans of Jesus or mm. think that Jesus is relevant, yeah. yeah, of faith or yeah. think the Bible has something to say today. So I'd rather just be known as daggy as it is. I'd rather just be known as a Christian okay. than as <laughs> someone who's religious because I don't think of myself as particularly religious. Yeah. Is that, am I saying something wrong, John? No, definitely. Like, like my if you look at my Twitter profile, it says follower of Christ. It doesn't say. Um, religious man, religious man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it, you can. I think you can be religious without actually even believing in God. Like, yes, and a lot yeah. of people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's out of fear, and it's out of uh, not to uh, slay like scapegoat the Catholics. It's just like the the major example well, because they're such a huge thing across the world in, in our culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in our um, you know Western culture, but. I think that people can be raised Catholic and have, you know, all those, all that dogma instilled in them, yeah. but still not really have a relationship, yes. personal connection, and, yeah, and I, those I, kinds of feelings. I would even go as far as to say um, that a lot of people, when you read interviews and everything from people from North Korea, mm. I would say that they're religious. Yeah. And, yeah, they're, yeah, and, okay, and their religion yeah. is a it's, cult of yeah. personality. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you can point it to religion, like, I, and that idea of a religious person can be any type of faith, any type mm. of belief. So that's why I try to be a little bit more specific with the language and say, as daggy as it sounds, just call us a Christian. That's okay. a shorthand for everybody. You know, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I appreciate the education because I've never, no one's ever corrected me on that or, or said anything like that. But I guess, it, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's not wrong. Like we are, yeah. we, we are technically, religious, yeah, I guess. technically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I understand. Yeah, yeah I, I do understand what you're saying with the negative connotation because it yeah. does inherently like people, you know, that the religious thing where whether it's you know. If people want to talk about radical Islam or yes. you know, you know the, the dark side of the you know Catholic Church and yeah, things yeah. like that, you know they they are intrinsically tied to the word yeah. religion. Exactly. Religious. So exactly. I, I can I can definitely. Uh, I, I also that. I also if sorry to we're, we're no, totally no. we're totally this, you know what this show is about this we're totally down about. a rabbit hole here from the from the away from big dog here. Go, but, go uh, down there, Alice. The, deep, deep dive. <laughs> it also for me it feels like it sets up a wall between you and I. Yeah. Okay. Like when you say, oh, you're a religious person, oh, I'm not a religious person, mm. and there's a separation between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And I go, man, th- take that separation away. It just so happens that I I believe in this person, you know, this historical person, Jesus mm. Christ. I believe about his claims. I believe this book. If that if that makes me a religious person in, in that loose way of describing, yeah, but I always it feels very separating to me. Yeah, it feels okay. like a way yeah. for people to go, the everyday Joe mm. today, mm. The, the modern man today, to sort of push it over there a yeah. little bit, and yeah. Well, that's I mean, even when I, I mean, the with the question I was going to pose, it was sort of separating you, t- you two from me. I said, oh, you guys are both <laughs> religious. I sort of was, you know, how does this sort of thing make you feel? And and yeah. it was, it was sort of, you know, obviously I'm not, I don't, I'm not a religious person. Yeah. I'm not a, a Christian person. I'm not. I would consider myself spiritual. Mm. Yes. Um, and I, I believe in some aspects of a you know higher power and that kind of thing but I'm not sure exactly what it is so a classic I, agnostic yeah something's there but we don't know yeah. you can know yeah exactly yeah. right um but I don't yeah I, I I wouldn't say yeah I'm a follower of of Christ yeah definitely not but uh, not that I think he's a bad dude I, yeah. I actually think he's the best dude <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you, if there's if there's ever going to be a dude <laughs> that's the dude yeah seriously um the, the dude abides yeah the dude abides. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what was the question? So the question, the question was, as uh, as two Christian gentlemen, thank you. <laughs> how does how does something like AI make you feel? I guess in the you know created by God and that kind of thing, where it's you know the human human the human race is a sacred thing that hmm. was created by God in in His image, and um, how does something like man creating 
an artificial man, mm. does that encroach on your beliefs or your faith or anything like that? I don't feel threatened by that at all. It's not something that I've really thought about. It's certainly not at the level of like cloning people and mm, you know yeah. that kind of thing. And typically when I think about people working on technology and improving the world, it's like, you know, I, I believe God made people... Gave, gave to them, make the... Made, gave yeah. them the gifts and yeah. abilities to, to do that and yeah. use it for good. And of course, man will find a way to use everything for bad. And I think that applies yeah, to... <laughs> to robots and yeah. androids or whatever. And I, and I think at a bigger, if I can take your thought, Jono, and jump ahead, uh, jump bigger, sort of bigger, zoom out from it, I think in the sense that we are created, as you said, Jack, we are created, and as the Bible teaches, we're created in the image of God. And, and not that we, and that, it's, that's not a, a, a physical thing. Mm. It's not like we're visually made to look like God or anything like that. It's about the idea of, you know, the personality of mm. God. And God obviously is the creator. Yeah. And so we, as in the image of God, we have a drive to create. To create. Yep. And I think part of this uh, idea of uh, mankind wanting to create AI and experiment in intelligence, yep. I think it's sort of like a, a shadow of the of God, you mm. know, type of thing, driving mankind to do that. Like I said, I have no fear of. I think it's an exciting, you know, you know, thing. And also, as someone who's always been a fan of science fiction, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is cool. Yeah, you know, yeah this is really yeah. cool, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I don't. I'm. I'm not fearful of like all of a sudden the machines taking over and dropping nuclear bombs on us, type mm. of thing. I think that's, you know, uh, you know. Not impossible, you yeah. know. Uh, you know, at any time soon. But that's that's my gut feeling on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fair. I, I think we're we're all quite level-headed people, and I do think that the uh, mostly. I do think that uh, <laughs> that, like I said before, is that when people, you know, you watch these videos and the comment sections on these videos in the YouTubes and the Facebooks are that oh, it's terrifying. Oh, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Oh, the the machines are coming to get us. And I'm like, like I said before, all it did was open a door. (laughs) (laughs) And my two-year-old son can do that. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on. Fake news. A relatively new phenomenon in this day and age. What started as fake stories proliferating on social media to seemingly trick people into believing said fake stories with inflammatory headlines in the hope that readers would either not even click on the article and take it as gospel, or read the article and be too lazy to fact check. Such is the way of our fast-paced world. But now it has been indoctrinated into the vernacular of the everyman thanks to President Donald Trump, who has since the presidential race and continued into his first year as president, condemned the majority of mainstream media in the United States and across the world, while those who spoke out against him at least, and labelled them fake news. He even went as far as having the fake news awards recently, a most prestigious event. Now, there is a clear bias against President Trump in mainstream media. Some say it's unwarranted, some say it's unfair. Where does the fake news begin and where does it end? Now, DJ, mm. I know you, you are, this is something you're quite passionate about and mm. you have something, I guess, in the vein of this and we can piggyback off the, uh, I guess, the Trump part and, or we can talk about, go straight into, I guess, your take on it and the, uh, I guess, the the slant of, of the media bias against Christianity and that yeah. kind of thing. Or? Well, I, I know it's funny. I feel like we're almost um, wrapping the conversations that we've been having today. It's mm. almost, it's, it's, fulfill, it's coming to one thing about this. Uh, look, I, I hate the expression fake news mm. and I hate the expression mainstream media. You know, mm. as soon as you, as soon as you say the words mainstream media these days, everyone just sighs and goes, okay, where's your tinfoil hat? You know, go, go join Alex Jones and Infowars out there. You know, it's it's crazy there. Yep. But 
but as someone who likes to try to find their new sources from from a lot of different places, mm. I do end up and and I apologise in advance. I think I'm going to be, end up using the words mainstream media, you know, yeah. in this conversation. Well, I, th- I think I mean I think it's a f- it's just to differentiate between I guess the the smaller outlets, the more independents, yes. and your CNNs, your BBCs, yes. your Sky News, and that yeah. kind of thing, your Foxes. Yeah, and I I, just, I I think you know it, there's been a lot of independent reports out there that um, you know the mainstream news sources, as you said, the ones you've already mentioned, the ABC here in Australia, SBS, and everything out. It skews very much towards the left mm. you know um you know an abc as a here in australia the australian broadcasting corporation is uh taken to task quite often because you know they do pol- they do um you know audits okay you've got a lot of people who've been talking on this side of it and they then they have to chase and find mm. people on the other side of the politics politics to give a fair side to the story there but i do think we no one i don't think anyone seriously tries to argue these days that the media is balanced mm. when it comes to its view as being a you know does it skew to the left or the right or the center i think we're very used to these days that 90% of the ma- of mainstream media and the television shows that we watch are skewing left or progressive yeah uh fox news skews center right yeah, yeah. you know and Hard then you, right. and then you've got <laughs> well actually actually all the all the there's been i read two independent studies uh, on this and um, they found that most of the time, the New York Times and Fox News were almost the same in its coverage and balance, which was actually says a lot. They're not mm. as far right as you as, and that's the scary thing. Yeah, yeah. People think of Fox News now as being far right. Then they're they're just barely on the other side of centre. Yeah. Things like far right would be uh, Breitbart uh, and a lot of other you know crazy right yeah, yeah. you know type of things out yeah. there. Yeah, you don't have to go too far that way to to find the crazies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you've got on the left, you've got the further and further things on the left, like mm. Young Turks and Vice yeah. News and and things like that that are drifting way far towards the left. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally think there's a lot of bias in mainstream media to the point where I'll give you a classic example, and I need to say this. Right from the get-go, I am not a Trump supporter, all right? <laughs> I will be. La- I know at the end of this podcast I'll be labelled as some sort of Trump supporter because I'll end up arguing for him on mm. something. Uh, I, I, I would have to say I'm a begrudged Trump... Um, apologist? Apolo- maybe apologist. Maybe I feel... Sympathiser? No, I don't no. know about, about sympathiser. Look, we can all agree that he's mm. a narcissist. We can all agree that he's a shonky businessman. But is he the thing that America needs right now? I don't know. Mm. I, I can't say yes or no. Only history will tell. Mm. But in his first year in politics, there's been a lot of runs on the board successes. Yep. And I, I, I was in a group of friends, different ages, all different ages, people who follow the news and are current people. And uh, they were bemoaning you know, how bad Trump was, which mm. is a common thing of a lot mm. of people's conversation these days. And I said, oh, what about, you know, what about this fact and that fact? Mm. And I named five facts off the top of my head of things that he's done well, that his government has mm. done well in this first year in politics. And they all looked at me and said, that's all fake. That None of that's real. Where are you getting that information from? Mm. We haven't heard that information anywhere. And we read all the newspapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, read all, we watch all the TV shows. We yep. watch all this. And I'm like, 
if you go to like whitehouse.org, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of the, Yeah, know, there's a lot of stats yeah, out there. Yeah. I can send you to New York Times articles and mm. Washington Post articles that have this information yeah. in it, but yeah. they don't read or are, are exposed to anything like yeah. that. We are more exposed to the meme mm. of uh, President Trump mm. You know, small hands, hair flapping off, yep. pouting, or yep. some sort of funny thing like that, and yep. that's what people, you know, yeah, they've attached yeah. to. They attach yeah, to that. Yeah. I can already hear people saying that you're wrong. Yeah, he's <laughs> wrong. We haven't, um, even, yeah, we haven't no, even gotten into it. Exactly. I, I agree wholeheartedly with your sentiment. I, I'm, I'm, and I've been very outspoken on this program that I'm a very anti-Trump guy. Yeah. Not as a politician I've made comment on this podcast before that he's done a, a lot right yeah. and he's gotten a lot right as far as his policies as far as what he's been able to do for the economy as far as what he's done as far as immigration and things like that I'm, I was very staunchly opposed to the travel ban and that kind of thing but he has changed some things that have I guess worked in their favour obviously the, the fight against ISIS and these kinds of things he's, he's had successes massive um, I, I, my issue with Trump is him as a person um, and, and I just don't think he's a good guy but I guess the issue you, that we, you were saying before that doesn't matter. Yeah, Barnaby, it doesn't matter with a Barnaby with a politician. Yeah, no, well, yeah, but when so so Barnaby so so just to differentiate between that, Barnaby Joyce doesn't come to work and talk about you know and, and what Barnaby Joyce did was done in his private life. Yeah, Barnaby Joyce. I know what you mean. Yeah, Barnaby. <laughs> no, that's yeah. But Barnaby so, Joyce. So every so every quote and everything that we read about uh, you know the investigations into Trump and his private life, yeah. we just discount any of that as well. That's just. Forget we shouldn't be looking into any of that. In the, the sexual assaults, I think, is yeah, a little yeah, bit different. So those, yeah, those things probably. But I'm talking more about what he does in the public space. So okay. like you know, getting on Twitter and saying some of the ridiculous things yeah. that he does, and and you know, picking just, fights with other countries. Yeah, it, those are the types of things. But I think what's damaged the and I spoke about this earlier as far as like no one on either side wants to see either sides different opinion exactly Every, like you said your friends everyone's so blinded to the fact that he's yeah. this he's this meme he's this orange muppet yeah. who's up the top and he just all he does is tweet and this that and the other and parts of that are true mm-hmm. but there are things on the other side yes he has done good things he has had successes in the White House some more so than a lot of other presidents have, have been able to do mm-hmm. um, and the thing that's bemoaned me though is just the I guess the you know to to quote the the castle again, it's the vibe of it. You know, he's, the vibe of what he what he has brought to the table in his first twelve months has Look, been. I, I agree with you there, and he did admit uh, in an interview a while ago. Someone did say, "Listen, you have brought." They, they basically said, look, the country is so divided. There's a mm. lot of divisive things in politics. Mm. There's a lot of meanness. Mm. And he actually said, look, and part of the, and he took responsibility. He said, look, part of that could be his way of doing things. Mm. Uh, but he then went on to say, but I'm not going to apologise for anything that I do because I haven't done anything wrong yet. Yeah, you yeah, know, like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's definitely got that attitude of, yep. you know, and he's very much, uh, he's, a, he's a man of where he was raised, New York, Queens. He's very much of the era of mm. the type of language that he uses mm. from that. Mm. And he's also, uh, he's a hard businessman who, mm. who wins at any cost. Mm. And that's what he's brought to uh, to politics. He his politics, if you look at everything that he, stu- he he was talking about from the eighties, is pretty much exactly what he's done. Mm. And and it's very much, dare I say it, you know, people go crazy over this. Uh, you, you compare his policies to Bill Clinton's policies. Mm. Bill Clinton, a Democrat, you know, one of the most popular Democratic presidents of all time. Bill Clinton, I would, uh, I would say, Bill Clinton was even further right yeah. to the to to the to the you know to the center <laughs> than tr- Trump is. Yep. Trump, in a lot of his policies, 
especially around, around bringing work to his nationalist views of work and big business, are very traditionally left policies, mm. believe it or not. The right, the Repu- that's why he's not popular with the Republicans, because his Republicans would love love, love outsourcing, love yeah. sending business outside and yeah. love using other things. He's he's opposite that. So mm. he's he's a bit of an enigma um, and uh, he's, you know, he's... I don't think that the mainstream media, and again, we've ended up talking about Trump, but we, I, don't, I don't think the mainstream media has uh, has done a good job of of being, you know, valid reporting. Yeah. And I don't think this is a new thing. I think it's no. just we've, it's culminating, it's climaxing yeah. into what we see. Yeah. And I think Trump was the thing that like set put the match in yeah. in the haywire. Well, they've they've lost so much credibility as you know what they're meant to be, which is to bring us the information, bring us the yeah. truth. This is what this is what the the news shouldn't be there to proliferate an agenda. Mm-hmm. It's there to give us the facts. And unfortunately, that uh, the majority of the you know as we say mainstream media you know in the world, not just in America but mm-hmm. here in Australia, was all about. You know, Trump this, Trump that. You know, if you're a Trump supporter, you're a racist. If you're a Trump supporter, you're an idiot. If you're a Trump supporter, you're this, you're that, you're that. And that's why he won. Because mm. people got stopped. People were sick and tired of being told that they were idiots, yeah. that they're stupid, that they're racist, that they're sexist, that this, that, and the other. And like, some of them are just like, I just want to pay less tax. I want to get my job back at the car factory. I want, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, we're struggling to make ends meet in middle America. And that's why he won. Yeah. And all of the things that they said about him, he'll never win. He'll never do this. He'll never do that. Uh, it's come back to bite them because yeah. he's won, and, and it's made them look stupid. And now they've lost all credibility yes. yeah. for for what they what they what they were. They said that Hillary was going to win the landslide. They're going to yeah. he's going to demolish him. Hundred percent agree with them that, and that and that's been the devastating blow for them. Here's my hot take on it. I don't think they've learned their lesson. I think mm. I think the media and They're the doubling Democrat, down on it now. Democratic Party are tripling down on yeah. going harder. And Trump, this is Trump's genius, you know. Uh, you know, and he's a very stable genius. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of there. like no. really smart. <laughs> but this is this he, this is where he is clever. He is trolling them mm. on a level that they cannot cope with, no. and they do not understand. No. He is giving them the talking points, mm. and they are playing into his hands all the time. Meanwhile. He's getting the job done. Yep. Big business, small businesses, working working class Americans, uh, you know, uh, from different. You, you can see in all the polls in the last few months that the 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 racial segregation that is in America, uh, you know, blacks, Hispanics, different people are growing. Who are traditionally Democratic voters, mm. more and more of them are realizing that Trump is 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 their you know is going to be the one that's going to bring jobs to them. Mm. And that's what pe- the everyday person wants. They just want a job. It's not that they want money. It's yeah. that they want a live. You know, they want to make a living. Yeah. And Trump has always said, "That's what I'm going to do for you." They're beginning to see it. The voters beginning to go away. He's just going to keep on doing that. Keep on providing jobs. Keep on doing exactly what he's saying he's doing. Meanwhile, feeding the Democrats, feeding mm. mainstream media these corny lines, mm. and they're going to keep on. Here's my hot take. That's why he's going to walk in the next election. He will win by a landslide. Mm. In we will see. We will have President Trump for eight years. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> um, the thing, I, the thing I've always said, we, you know, and we can sort of move away from this being a Trump and yes. conversation. But the the thing that's always, I guess, and I, and I was very clear. Washington and America needed someone different. They needed different to the status quo yep. of the the 
politician in the pockets of the corporations. They needed someone different who could come in and shake it up and do different things and try and fix the the um, you know the economy and the country itself. The thing that got me was why did it have to be this guy? Yeah. Like he's just not, like I just so uh, and I, I, just the last thing I'll say is that you know we had a guy. Obama at the top for eight years and didn't get a lot done as no. far as being a politician and running yeah. a country, but presented a good vibe to say it again. You know, <laughs> preached peace and love yeah. and, and and equality and happiness, and I felt like that filtered down through the world, like anything does in in any corporate. I felt like there was a there was things were swinging. Yeah, he was, he was a great statesman. Obama mm. was a great statesman. He's a great speaker. Mm. He was a great family man. Mm. He was he he presented the picture really well. And you know we cannot get past the fact was the fact is and was he was our he was our I'm saying our he was the world's mm. first American mm. black president. Yeah. So he yep. presented the different. He presented the hope that things could change. Yep. He presented a lot of uh, f- finally. Uh, you know this this racist America that we've we've had forever mm. is is going to be a thing of the past. Sadly, my take on it, as from the other side of the world, you know, over here, is I see that Obama, Obama did a lot to actually divide the country. He played into a lot of the racial politics. He he played in. He did a lot of, of things as far as war, Afghanistan, Syria. That was really troublesome. He didn't do well for the everyday American, and mm. that's and pretty much after eight years of that, that's why we have Trump. Yeah, is because yeah. he he, he threat right. he was threatening the whole time. You mm. know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and he finally did it. But getting away from Trump mm. to bring it back to the media bias that that I. See, we see it right here in Australia all the time. The, the classic thing is, is uh, I'll give you a classic thing. In in, in Australia, we have a, a popular, uh, you know, um, television show called The Panel. Is it The Panel or Seventh? No, what is it? No, the, the Panel. Project. The Project. The Project. Thank the panel. The Panel. The Former. The Former. That's like yeah. ten years. You can, long. Tell, <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. I don't watch I TV. I remember The Panel. Yeah, that was fifteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, I'm oh. getting old. I'm getting old. Uh, the Project, which grew out of The Panel, I think, with Wally Dali and the crew there. Uh, is incredibly left, is incredibly left, you know, way far away from the centre mm. in in how they present the news. And they got, uh, someone was interviewing Wally Alid a while ago, I forgot where it was, and they said to him, you know, is it, is it troublesome that you are so skewed in your news reporting and what you present on the project? And he said, well, we try to be pretty balanced about it. And they were like, are you joking? Mm. You know, everybody on your show, all the writers, everybody, all the people that work in it are really far to the left and they said and he's like no no we've got the old fella you know oh, who's yeah, on yeah. the price yeah. yeah we've got the old fella there price, now, price, now yeah. steve price is a trade union guy far left traditionally mm. from the you know and the only reason and he and wally we have wally alid one of you know australian of the year blah 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 wins all these awards thinking that he's on the right just because he has a traditional view <laughs> of men and women and like you know family mm. life and things like that and it's like no no politically he's way far to the left traditionally mm. but that's how far we've swung in yeah. in recent years yeah. where the new left looks at the old left and go you guys are you guys are conservative yeah, white wingers right, yeah so I'm a little bit worried about the media bias and what is presented as facts yeah. out there. I'm not. I'm not going to run around and say that it's fake news. Mm. I think that's a really troublesome expression. But I do think that we need to educate ourselves and find news sources that that are, that present different voices mm. to us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I've been on both sides of that coin. I've been a conservative journalist in a left-leaning newsroom. I've been, a, you know, journalist and maybe of a more 
traditional valued newsroom in uh, when I was in rural Victoria, very rural Victoria. Um, and, I've, you know, I've seen bias. I've seen bias from reporters who <laughs> don't, aren't enthusiastic about covering things that they have to, uh, even if that government is in, you know, the, the Liberal Party is in power, which is our more conservative party for people who aren't familiar with Australian politics. Yeah. And it's, it, it doesn't, I, would, I wouldn't say anything, I've ever seen anything sinister in the way of news coverage in terms of we're going to bury that because it makes this part, this side of things look bad and this side of things look good. Mm. But it, it does seep through in the way that, you know, people select what stories they want to cover or that kind of thing. And, and you know, I've been on the other side in, in the political, you know, I worked in a political office for a year and we knew which outlets would give us a chance and which ones would not want to run the media release. Yeah. So it's it becomes very obvious that there is that bias and it's, you know, it's different de- depending on publications, the, you know, people running those publications that particular time because, you know, editors have a large say in what runs and mm. what the angle is on, on, on what's running. And then it also comes down to the reporter and which people they decide to call first and mm. who they call second and who, it, you know, sometimes it's just who gets the last word in that influences the direction of the story. That's, you know, that's how it should be. But I think what we really need is a press that takes the oppositional viewpoint it's the they're there as the fourth estate they're the watchdog so whoever's in government whether it's the left or the right they should be kind of prodding at them and just making sure that they're being accountable yeah regardless of i agree with that and you know it's a great thing that i want to mention is when i interviewed john safran i put in work you know he's just written this book about extremists and uh he mentioned an anecdote where he included a scripture from the Quran just to bring it back to what you referred to earlier with like religious bias. And he said like, I wouldn't even be able to get out the word Quran if I was doing it for the ABC, but because, because it was for a book, he had the freedom to, you know, look, look, yeah, go there and look at it and say, well, this is a little problematic. What's Mm -hmm. written in this book that a lot of people have as their central religious text. And, you know, I'm not going in on those people at the moment. That's, you know, I've, we've talked about like the the problematic things in in uh, that text in an earlier episode, uh, and I don't want to paint Muslims with a, a brush to say that they all believe these these things that are in, that are in that text because a lot of them a lot of them separate it yeah. for whatever reason. But it, yeah, it does demonstrate that we have a huge proportion of the media that just won't even go there for fear of being attacked by their audience or even their bosses or whatever it is. Is that what you'd experience as well, DJ? Yeah, I I, I guess, and to take it one step further into something that hits home for me as a Christian is I do see uh, the the, the mainstream media, and again, apologies for using that word, mainstream media, feeling, I get a sense that they are protective of certain religious uh, ideals, uh, certain religions, uh, certain people groups, uh, they have biases towards certain things, but the, it is a free for all on Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, you know, if and again, you if you're not a Christian, you probably aren't aware of you know this type of bias. Yeah, I always say that it's the only uh, religion that you can attack without fear of 
of yeah. um, being intolerant or something. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, not gonna, exactly, you, yeah. you, the media is not going to take you to task. Us as Christians, we're not going to, you know, uh, you, you might get a few grandmas protesting a movie every now and then. Mm. That's about <laughs> as violent as, as it's going to get. Uh, I know there are, you know... Um, you know, problems in the different parts of the world where uh, traditionally Christians and other things are fighting, and there's you know people want to throw. Oh, what about the Crusades and things mm, like yeah, this? You yeah, know, bring yeah. up the, you know crazy things. But let, no, no, let's talk about what's happening in the last decade here, mm. where we are. Um, I, I think you know, and in the end, I think a lot of the problems that we face and a lot of the pr- problems that we see uh, presented in the in the world of mainstream media, media that people are uh, struggling with day to day in the, in their world. I think a lot of a lot of those problems can only be solved. They cannot be solved by big government. They cannot be solved by more money being thrown at mm. it. But they can be solved with grassroots organisations on the ground helping people. Yep. And for most of the rest Western world, I would go as far as to say seventy to eighty percent of those grassroots organisations have some sort of Christian background to them. Yeah. And I and so I think you know, I, I think there's a great divide between what the media is presenting as problems and solutions to what is actually in reality happening Mm. in the world, Mm. i.e. there are Christian organizations that are feeding people, helping people, helping mental problems, working with Indigenous Australians, Aboriginals all over Australia, Christian organizations, people committing their lives to it. We don't get presented any of those solutions. In mm. fact, the only times that the you know Christians or the church are brought up is often to mock or to play against yeah. you know someone else. Yeah, and just uh, just gets frustrated to yeah. me. Yeah, I, no I see a great bias there, and I don't know what the solution mm. is. That's, that's I, what I love about South Park is they just attack everyone. Equally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, I think, and and I sort of mentioned this off the top in the, in the preamble to this um, topic, but I, the owners is the media will never. And it's 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 clear now. All of it from the mainstream to that, no one will ever present a unbiased. You will very rarely find any outlet to present an unbiased opinion or mm. without or any news without an agenda attached to it. Yeah. So it's you've almost got to take it away. It's we're never going to get that from them. It's yeah. clear. Yeah. It's it, that 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 ship has sailed. Mm. It's on the people now to not be lazy and we move at such a fast pace we're always flicking through our phones we do we don't even open news articles to read them we see the headline we see the picture and we go oh, that must be that must have happened that must be real yeah. and we we take things as gospel without actually researching without looking at the facts without asking somebody else is that we read the first news story and we move on to the next thing yeah. and that must be the fact that must be exactly what's happened instead of going huh that's interesting. I'm going to go and check another news site. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one said something similar. Check another one. Oh, they said something completely different. And <laughs> and educate ourselves. Yeah. But the nature of the world now is that we're moving at such a fast pace. Things are happening. We're all trying to move on to the next story, watch the next thing, consume the next piece of media that we're not interested as a society in finding out what what are the actual facts we just want to be given the hot take the quick yeah soundbite and the, and the problem with that jack is that it, we're, we're finding more and more of our, our news and our knowledge about what's going on in the world around us from social media websites yeah. whether that's twitter facebook youtube things like that yeah. and once we watch a few you're going to get started recommended yeah, more yeah, yeah, exactly. of that type of thought yeah and very rarely do any of these algorithms, these AI, yeah. <laughs> these big dogs, uh, <laughs> do, do they say to us, hey, you've watched five videos from uh, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. 
How about you now watch a video from? How about you? Well, he's he's fantastic. But as far <laughs> as far as as far as hot takes go, yeah, uh, and, and entertainment. But how about you now watch a video from the Young Turks? on the same issue that's going to paint it in a completely different way. Yeah. And, and that's something that I try to do. I really strive, even though I lean more conservative, I lean right. I think it's my responsibility to listen to the other side as much as they might frustrate mm. me to to know what the other side thinks. And, yeah. and you know that somewhere the truth is somewhere in the centre there, yep. whether we can even know what's actually going on when it comes to politics and stuff like yeah. that. So I, I don't know. I, I, I got that feeling that we, we're living in echo chambers. Yeah. And oh, absolutely. A, a friend, a friend of mine. Um, especially when you, sorry to interrupt, but especially yeah. when you tailor your uh, who you follow on Twitter yeah. Yeah, yourself, exactly, yeah. it's like, oh, I yeah. like this yeah. person, I like this outlet, and yeah. then suddenly yeah. it's just the it one. It keeps recommending yeah. more of the same. Yeah. People don't want to be challenged either. People don't want their beliefs and their feelings to be challenged yes. on a general basis. Speaking, we want to we want to live in, like you said, those echo chambers and yeah. be told the facts and the news that make us feel safe and make us feel secure. We want to be told that Donald Trump's a bad man and he's a Nazi. Yeah. We don't want to look at. Like your friends, they don't. They had no idea about the half the things that he's done that are good. Yeah. Because we don't want it. The society doesn't, it doesn't want fit to know. Into, it doesn't you, fit the agenda. And you've 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 hit a you've hit a gong for me. This is you've hit Jack. This is the philosophy of my life, and something that I really I, I just walk around screaming to people all the time, and I might be getting a little bit highfalutin here, uh, but we we are the stories that we tell. Mm. We are the narrative that we tell. And I really struggle today with with the mainstream media, with the stories that are being told, because it's all so negative. And I and the one thing that sort of comes to the pinnacle of it is the end of every year for the last few years, it, this this uh, overwhelming census of every media person, mainstream media person, or even on YouTube or Twitter or anything like going, okay. Let's take a look at the end. This, and I'll, I'll fast forward. I'm going to time travel right now to the end of 2018. This is what's going to be said. All right, it's the end of 2018. Uh, it was a dumpster fire. We all hated 2018. 2018 was the worst year on level, on the record. Let's hope that 20. And I'm like, no, no. Can I stand up? And the, and the classic thing is, you have someone like Taylor Swift. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Mm. Her last album is fantastic. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. But she stood up at the end of last year and said, I had a great year. And mm. straight away, the left came after her and yeah, said, yeah. how dare you? Yeah. Don't you know that there are problems? And it's like, she's she's a great role model for success, mm. for you know, for girls calling it her way. She she named someone who sexually assaulted her, you know, grabbed her, mm. you know, type of thing. Whether that's sexual assault by your definition, I don't know. But she stood up and said, I'm part of the Me Too movement. Yep. That wasn't good enough for the far left, wasn't yeah, good yeah, enough yeah. for the feminists because she didn't say, oh, 2017 was the worst year in America. And I'm like, is that the – you have a choice in life. Mm whether to look at the positive or the negative. And I don't want to be Pollyanna mm. where everything is rosy and everything mm. like that. But my goodness, we've only got this one life. You, yeah, know, yeah, my yeah. Good, you know, you're only here on this planet for a little while of time. How about you tell yourself and tell the world around you that things can be better, that you are responsible for your own life mm. and you are responsible to make the place that you're in right now a better place. Yeah. And these are the successes that we're having. People will be drawn to that. Mm. I think that's why young people are drawn to YouTube creators like Casey Neistat yep. and young guys who are creating these vlogs and trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. I just watched the new video clip from Drake, uh, you know, the God God's plan, you know, type of thing. And I don't know where Drake is spiritually. I mean, who knows where he's at spiritually. <laughs> yeah. um, but Drake's video opens up with a video and said, this video costs $960,000 and whatever cents. Black screen. We gave it all away. Don't tell the record label. 
And then the whole video clip is him going to people, giving them cards. Like we're talking like down and out people, groups, churches, organizations. He walks up to a family who who is struggling and literally has a stack of cash, Mm. like 20 grand in his hand, gives it to them. People are just breaking. He's spending the whole time. That's what I'm drawn to. I'd yeah. rather see him doing that than bling bling life and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I see. I, I th- I'm hopeful because if Drake is doing something like this, I hope there's a switch of, you know, mm. people are going to be excited for the positivity stories mm. out there for mm. people doing successful things. Mm. And uh, you know, that's my little. Sorry, I'll just go mm. get off my soapbox. No, now. no, soapbox. that was. Yeah. A, okay. I, I said that we wanted a good rant from you. Yeah. <laughs> That was a ripper, and, and that was a good one. Was, I said that in the group chat. I um, I, I you know, I agree a whole hold, and I I think about this quite a lot because, especially in this day and age, I think while there is a lot of crap out there, and there's a lot of things to you know that can be negative and negatively slanted, we're in a day and age where movements and you know changes are things that are happening on the day, on yeah. like on a daily basis. There's always a new move. There's a new turn. There's a new switch. There's a new slant. There's people are changing things. Cha- things are changing in this world so much faster than they ever have. Yeah, and I. I'm, I'm optimistic that at some point there's going to be a real, like you said, a positive switch and people are just going to, the light switch is going to go and then oh. all of a sudden there's a movement of good. And it's not about, you know, it's not, you know, there's some great movements happening at the moment that are centrified around negative things. Obviously, yeah. the Me Too movement is something that's incredibly important in this day and age of people speaking up against, you know, sexual harassment and these types of things that have obviously mm. plagued a, an industry for, and many industries for uh, however long it's been going on for. But, but, it, but it needs to change. The mm. problem with – and I, I, I look again, I'm, I don't want to be s- s- labelled as anything here. The problem with the Me Too movement is that it, it concentrates on the negative. Yeah. And then it becomes a race to the bottom. Yeah. And you have a divisive – it's already divided and split into splintered yeah. groups out there and they hate one another. And you have like, you know, Rose who started the, the Me Too movement or not wasn't the one who started it but one of the most vocals. She's now lambasting other people mm. for standing up and saying the same thing. Mm. And this is the problem. When, it, when it's concentrating on the negative yeah, exactly it can never it yeah. can never be a positive thing yeah. and that's why i'm looking forward to the next movement yes. that comes mm. that is Amen, c- brother. <laughs> centered around a positive <laughs> something positive just a bit let's just do good shit yeah let's just be happy let's be put positivity out let's let's get that good karmic energy and make make good shit happen positivity breeds positivity so let's get let's get more of that well Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit. You can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net. And you can follow us on Twitter. Jono is at Jono himself. DJ is at... I've, DJ Payne with an E. DJ Payne. I didn't write I didn't, I didn't write it down. That's right. I mean, DJ is at... And then I wrote, I am at crazy underscore mate. So DJ is at DJ Payne. DJ Payne, Payne spelt with an E on the end. Yeah. More hot takes. Tell me, get, pa, pa, don't don't complain to Jack for me being on the show. Complain no, directly good. to me. It was good. <laughs> and eight bit is that we are eight bit on all the socials. Uh, if you've enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. It, it does help get the word out about us. It helps us be discoverable. Um, speaking of which, it's time for our newest segment: iTunes review of the week, stolen from the Hungry Gamers and putting in work. Sure. And this week's review comes from Grim One Eighty Eight. He says. Such a good podcast. Host Jack Cruz is very good at what he does. It is a shame I can only give it 
five stars. <laughs> well, thank you, Grim188, for your very kind words. I don't know that I can take all of exactly. the credit, but thank you. Yes, thank you, Ashley. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, um, a review and a sub would mean the world to us, and uh, we'll keep the mics on unless DJ lets us come back and use the studio mics. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> we will do that. Uh, next week, I'll be joined by Salim the Dream Abraham. Uh, so if you've got any questions for myself or Salim, you can email us at hello at 8bit.net. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this evening. DJ, thank you for having us in your beautiful radio station. The door is always open. Much appreciated. Well, friends, until next time, it is what it is.